Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Advent Devotions. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzalo, and I serve as the pastor of Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, I have to start at the very beginning because I don't really know what a devotional is. What are we talking about? It's such a great question, and I love that you always start us with these kinds of things. Oh, man, I don't know if it's because I'm not paying attention no. or if it's my lack of a Lutheran background. It's just being human, okay. and it's not a bad thing at all to not know <laughs> right. what these things are. So. Be kind to yourself, and thank you for asking the question. I'm sure many, many people have the same question. Sweet. So devotions or devotionals are just little snippet things that you can read or an activity to do or something like that that centers around your faith that you can do on a regular basis. Okay. That's what a devotional is. So for some people, it might be a reading from their holy book and then maybe some journaling reflection and that's their time of devotion. Okay. It doesn't have to be something that you've bought or a program that you've done. Nope. Doesn't it have can to be. be personal and simple. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it something you're supposed to do at a particular time, so many times a week? There's certainly lots of recommendations. It's kind of like all the recommendations out there about meditation. Oh, right? okay. Devotion is like another form of meditation, if we can think of it that way. In the Pacific sure. Northwest, we know lots about meditation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll kind of dovetail it. So devotions are similar. Really, you should do it when you feel like you are at your most open to reflection. Okay. So for some people, that's going to be the first 20 minutes of their day with their warm beverage as they wake up. All right. For some people, that will be the last 20 minutes of their night before they go to sleep. For some, it'll be halfway through the day when they want to stop and take stock of their day and reflect on where God is so far and where they hope God to be in the rest of their day, right? So it's really just whenever it works best for your spirit to contemplate things of religious nature. Okay, this sounds like a personal thing. Is it always a personal thing? Is it a group thing? It can be both. Okay. A lot of folks do personal devotions, kind of in general, and maybe there are seasons or times of the year where people do them as a group or do them with someone else. You can do them in a study group or in a prayer group, or you might start a meeting with a devotion. Okay. If you're doing a a knitting group or something like that, you might start with a devotion. Okay. I got a quick sidebar question. Uh What makes a devotion different from a prayer? Ah, good question. Uh Uh-huh. I would say in a devotion, there is more time where you are listening than when you are talking. Oh, that's fascinating. So even if what you're doing is reading, you're still listening to the text in a way, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so a devotion is more interaction. Like a prayer is me praying to God about something, but I'm the one talking. In the same way that meditation is a time of listening and a time of being open, prayer is a time of speaking and sharing your heart. And so devotions are kind of the blend of that meditation and prayer. Okay. That time to listen and time to see something new and time to speak. And in that, you can do it on your own or you can do it with a group. It really depends on where you are and what the situation is. 
a lot of times maybe in specific seasons of the church calendar year, we might recommend or give tools to people for family devotions. Okay. So that families can kind of have some structure around talking about God at home together. Okay. Because that can be scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you'd mentioned different times of the church year. Mm-hmm. So what makes Advent devotions different from any other devotions from any other year? They happen in Advent. Just that they happen. It's not like a topic is slightly different. Are you talking waiting in birthing and newness versus a Lenten devotion, which would be about, I don't know, waiting, I suppose, still? <laughs> yes, and. Okay. I mean, there's different themes that you can do. Advent devotions are specifically just a devotion that you do because it's Advent. And so you're building okay. up a practice during a time. Lent, same thing. A lot of times in the church calendar year, Christians look to do some different practices during Advent and Lent. Okay. I think it's because there's such well-defined time limits. Like okay. Advent is four weeks. Okay. And so for those four weeks, as you are waiting and building up for Christmas, there's lots of ways in which having those kinds of traditions, you're not expecting yourself to do devotions all year round. Okay, but you can bite off four weeks and do that. You can bite off four weeks and do that. Or in Lent, maybe, the same kind of expectation that in Lent, okay, this is six weeks. I can do this kind of an activity perhaps for six weeks. Okay. And anything that we kind of give a set limit of time to becomes less intimidating and more possible for people to feel like they're being successful at doing them. Devotions are hard. Doing daily devotions is a discipline that is hard to maintain. Oh, yeah. I can't get daily yoga in my life. Exactly. There's so many things like I can get daily toothbrushing in, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but cause that's because the consequences of not doing that are really not fun. Exactly. And so daily devotions where the accountability is just to yourself and to God is really a hard discipline. And so setting realistic expectations of saying, okay, I'm going to do this for this month. This is going to be my goal. I'm going to do it for this month. And then if you don't, learning how to forgive yourself or doing pieces that are a little easier. So there's lots of different tools. Now, some folks have the ability and have been doing daily devotions for decades. Mm -hmm. I know some people who are on it in and that term. Often they have a tool that helps them do that. A small book, for example, Christ in Our Home is a devotional booklet that has been created for decades. It'll have a short scripture verse, a prayer, and a very brief, maybe five to seven sentence reflection. Is this something that is published every year and changes? Mm -hmm. or it's, it's published every quarter. Okay. And you can subscribe to it. We used to carry them here, but even with the smallest order, we were throwing away over half of them and recycling them. Yeah, that's not so helpful. It didn't seem like it was a beneficial piece to us. And so we've encouraged those individuals that have been using that to subscribe on their own. Oh, sure. And they'll be delivered directly to their home. Well, an email is a fabulous delivery vehicle for lots of these things. Lots of folks. There are many different email devotions that you can do. Lots of options for that. I personally find that I don't use them if they've come in my email. Really? Because it's easier to just check the box and bulk delete along with all the other <laughs> sure. daily emails that I get from the 50,000 different organizations that want my attention on a daily basis. 
And then eventually my Google filters begin to filter it into spam and then it's not even coming into my inbox and I'm completely lost that this is even an option. But if you are someone that would make the time for that, there are lots of really good devotions that can be sent like daily reflections sent to your inbox. There's an app that my mom actually uses with my stepdad and they listen to it regularly at the end of the night together and mom will knit and pop will sit and have a beverage and they'll just sit in the quiet of their house and listen to this devotion. And it's a beautiful devotion that includes like music Hmm. and then reflection Mm -hmm. and some more music. And it's really lovely. So I'll grab that app and make sure we can link that on On the website page. Yeah. So if folks are listening on iTunes, you can always come over to centralportland.org, click on our weekly podcast link right on our homepage, and that'll lead you to the posts where the links that we talk about are in the post for the blog page. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful little devotion. But this year for Advent in particular, I have done some looking and some research, and there's a company called Illustrated Children's Ministry. Okay. And they, a couple of years back during Lent, created these big coloring posters. When the kind of adult coloring phase Uh became really popular, Mm -hmm. they created some adult coloring posters to be done during Lent as a whole congregation. Oh, interesting. They were really, really lovely. And it's kind of taken off since then. Yeah, that phase has not died out yet. It hasn't, which is great. Meditative Mm -hmm. adult coloring is fantastic. And what they've done then is they've continued to create these large coloring sheets and these large posters and opportunities. And this year, they did a wonderful job of advertising their set for this year, which is Mary's Song. Oh, okay. They're basing it on the Magnificat. And there are four big posters with each of the four main words, hope, joy, peace, love, I believe are the four words. Okay, one for each week, I'm guessing. One for each week. Mm -hmm. And then a large poster for the end, Christ is with us. Just these lovely images and large size posters on good paper for people to color. (laughs) So everybody gets to join in. So everybody gets to join in. So we've invested in that this year for our congregation. And each week of Advent, we'll have a new poster out, one of the big ones for kids and adults to start coloring together during coffee hour. And then we'll leave it out for our whole community to be a part of coloring those words. And alongside of that, they've created a devotional to go home with people. You can, so a small printed version is what you're talking here. Well, it's a printed version. It's not terribly small, but the coloring posters aren't full size. Okay. The words and stuff are within the devotional booklet, but there's not the full size coloring sheets to go home. Sure. But the booklet then has, for adults, wonderful reflections on the words and just thoughts and then questions and activities, things you can do with older kids. I would say that the questions and the conversation that they have in the curriculum for kids is probably aged a little bit older than for the youngest ones. So I might be doing some supplemental stuff for the youngest ones. But it's a great tool. And the nice expectation is that it's only kind of once a week. Sure. Right. So you're not expecting yourself or your friends or your family or anyone that you're doing this with to suddenly be able to do daily devotionals Mm -hmm. if you've never done it before. It's a once a week with the opportunity to like color something in through the week. 
which is a great way to begin to incorporate some spiritual practice into, for us in North America, a time when we've got lots of dark hours inside the house. Oh, yes. And you've got lots of activities going on in Taking five minutes of a breather to do something in that other part of your brain is not a bad thing. Yeah, mindful coloring really has become a beautiful gift. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks find it really, really helpful, especially if you can get away from judging your own coloring. (laughs) Whether or not you're staying in the lines. Oh, I don't know if it's even just staying in the lines. I think it's, you know, I was in a group with Johanna Basford's books for a long time on Facebook. Okay. Where they like showed what people could do. And I'm like, I am... That's just like, <laughs> it's a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, really far beyond my capacities. And it kind of discouraged me. Oh, sure. Because I wasn't doing it as pretty as them. And so I want to say when it comes to these kinds of things, do your best to not compare yourself to others. It doesn't give you the opportunity to engage when you're just worried about how it stocks up against someone else. Whether that's mindful coloring or whether that's, oh, shoot, I blew it and I didn't look at the devotion last week, mm-hmm. right? That's not the purpose of this. No, the it's to bring you is, joy and enjoy yes. the colors and relax. And to give you time to know that God is with you. Mm-hmm. Like to specifically spend time pondering the idea that God is present. Okay, so we've talked about apps and mm-hmm. emails. Mm-hmm. What are some other places you can find these? Great question. You can find some in different books. One book that I love now. Are we talking like going to the library kind of books? Sure. Or are you looking on Amazon? Sure. Okay. Any y'all. I would say for devotions in general, one of my favorite general devotion books is Listening to Your Life by Frederick Beekner. Okay. Love that book. It is brilliant. And it's a little reflection for every day. Okay. I'm a huge Beekner fan in general. So again, is this something published? Yep frequently or is it that's one book one and done okay you read the same thing every year if you choose to reuse it and Frederick Buechner is just a really gifted writer and it's a compilation of snippets from lots of different books of his that's a great option and if you're like me and you don't manage to pick it up every single day of the year (laughs) there's always Uh something new to read the next year oh there you go bright spot (laughs) grace folks grace So you can go into Barnes & Noble or you can go into different places and you can find devotion books. Okay. And I would just say to watch for places and topics that would resonate with your own theology. So you do get to judge the book by its cover at this point? But I don't know if you want to judge it by the cover, but I would recommend opening it up and reading two or three. Okay. And seeing whether or not they resonate with you. Okay. Mostly that you're looking for it to do no harm. Mm-hmm. And so for folks who might be listening to our podcast because they know us, mm-hmm. there might absolutely be devotions out there that would do harm. Mm. So I would recommend opening it up, taking a look, figuring out what theological background it's coming out of, who's the publisher, is it a publisher that tends to print theology or ideas that will do no harm for you, and just being savvy about that. Okay. And I'm assuming at these places you can find things tailored towards not just specific tastes, but ages and groups versus individual. Yeah. And you can find lots of things that you can do, like as a teen devotional or kids devotional, family devotionals. You can find ones tailored by all kinds of different stuff. And a lot of these, this is different than a study Bible. Okay. 
because there are a zillion publications of study Bibles that are, you know, read through the Bible in a year, which can be a devotional Mm -hmm. practice, right? But this is more prayers and different things like that too. Okay. So lots of options, lots and lots of different options. All right. That's going to lead me to my last question then. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite that you have not yet mentioned? That's a great question. I think I've mentioned my favorite sources. Listening to your life really is at one point in time, whenever I would see it, I would grab a copy of it. And that was one of the things I like to give to couples for their wedding. Oh, okay. Because... It could be something to read together and is a beautiful resource, I think. I have to admit, I would be incredibly hesitant to pass something like that along only because knowing my own reading tastes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I'm, I'm officiating, sure. if I'm officiating at someone's wedding, I can get away with a little bit. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> and I haven't done that in many years, but I just like that devotional. It's a great book. And I would say that I'm really pleased with the Illustrated Children's Ministry devotional. And it's still available for purchase and download for people. You can buy it for just yourself. Okay. And you could download it for yourself. If you're here in the Portland area and you want a copy of it printed out, we can print out a certain number of them and there will be more than enough for our congregation and for other people to pick up if they want one. Okay. And so I'm happy to share that with people. I'm excited to share it with people because I think it's good material. And I will say that I absolutely vetted before I... Well, how? what do you look for then? Maybe this is really my last question. What yeah. do you look for in a good devotional? I look for something that makes me feel something. Okay. I have enough think pieces available to me in this world. There are a thousand think pieces that make me think about things and make me dissect information and dissect theology in front of me on a daily basis. If I'm participating in a devotion, I don't want to just be thinking about it. I don't want to just know the historical piece of how this scripture came about or that kind of thing. That doesn't feed me as much. I want to feel something about it. I want to connect with the story emotionally. I want to connect with the character. I want to connect with what it's pulling me towards, an action that it's pulling me towards, some way of living my faith in a strong and real way. So for me, a good devotion is something that I actually emotionally connect to. Okay. And it may not be a huge impact. I'm not thinking like every single day I'm going to have something that's going to like knock me over and make me feel a whole bunch of things, right? Like that's not going to happen. But if I'm looking at this resource for the congregation, I read through what was there and I was excited by what kinds of things they were talking about and what kinds of activities they were offering. And the way that they dove into the story, the first devotion talks about, you know, Mary singing this song that raises Jesus that changes the world Mm -hmm. and talked about this exploration of Mary as this strong, incredible woman And it was something I could resonate and have connection to. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Advent devotionals. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you for listening along today. We would love to hear from you. If you listen to us on iTunes, feel free to leave us a review. If you are catching us on our website, centralportland.org, know that you can always reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org by email. We can be found on Facebook and would love to hear from you. 
as we head towards this Advent season. If you are interested in a copy of the Advent devotions we've been talking about here today, feel free to email me at pastor at centralportland.org and let me know, and I'll see if I can't get you a copy. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what. <laughs>